Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Hate Read. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. Normally here on Hate Read, uh, one of us challenges the other to read a book that we think they will hate. But for this special Rewind episode, Em has chosen a book that she already knew she hated. Um, This fortnight. Oh my god, I lost my tray pot. Tell us what the (laughs) book is called. Yes, that is what I was going to do. Good, good, good. Yeah, so this fortnight, M chose for us to read Blood and Chocolate by Annette Curtis Klaus. I think I got that right. That's a you lot. Did. Um, <laughs> so, M, why don't you go ahead and tell all of us here, because I'm really dying to know, because, spoiler alert, this book is horrific. Um, but why as a child or as a teen in high school, why did you hate this originally? Or Okay, so <laughs> this book came out in the 90s, but I did not read it until around 2006, 2007. And um, Anna, you may recall there was a literary sensation that was sweeping the nation at the time. Mm, t- mid-2000s, <laughs> mm, paranormal, mm, I don't, mm, I don't know. <laughs> So, Can't quite put my finger on it. So when I was in high school, I was a big fan of Twilight. Mm-hmm. And I don't talk about it much now because <laughs> I'm not a big <laughs> Well, Twilight has its place. I don't want to bash Twilight. That's not the purpose of this episode. Yeah, no. I mean, hey, any book that gets people to read. Right. But, uh, you know. I was like the patient zero in my friend group for Twilight. Like, I was the <laughs> one who made all of my friends read it. So... <laughs> This would have been around the time in between uh, the second and third book of that series. And I was straight up thirsty for paranormal romance. And (laughs) Annette Curtis Klaus has another book called The Silver Kiss, which is on a lot of lists and was on a lot of lists at the time. Yeah. Of, um, oh, if you read Twilight, you should read this. So I read both Silver Kiss and Blood and Chocolate, because Blood and Chocolate kind of got on a few of them too, but obviously it's werewolves, not vampires, so it wasn't quite as associated with Twilight. But mm-hmm. um, I read both of them, expecting that it would be full of uh, hot teenage vampire love. Uh. Uh, <laughs> and very uh, non-sexual sexuality, like non-threatening. <laughs> Very Mormon sexuality. Yeah, very Mormon maybe. sexuality and <laughs> a lot of uh, trembling and longing for one another. Oh, God. And um, neither of those books was very Twilight-esque in that, not to spoil this one too much, but I'll go ahead and spoil Silver Kiss. In that one, the uh, I believe the vampire love interest dies at the end. Rude. Um, yeah, so I was like, there are no sexy vampires. I don't like these sexy werewolves. Uh, the romance is not going the way I wanted it to. So <laughs> I'm mad. I was very upset with both of these books, which is why I hated them in high school. Um, well, I think that's fair because, and if anyone else remembers what the uh, YA landscape was like back in the early to in mm-hmm. mid-2000s, it was mostly non-existent. Yeah. Um, I think it's like Twilight and Hunger Games and like, you know, the big name books in the genre really kind of kicked off YA as the humongous phenomenon that it is now. Um, But there was like four books. Even more than that, (laughs) I noticed this one especially because this is 260 some pages long. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think even 
I mean, to some extent, Twilight, but also just the 90s were pre-Harry Potter in the sense that, like, mm, no one thought true. children could read. So they didn't <laughs> want to... Well, if you look at, like, authors who were publishing, like, past, like, pre-Harry Potter and post-Harry Potter, the size mm-hmm. of their books changed. Like, Tamora Pierce, yeah. her books went from being, you know, 200, three, like, maybe in the 300s pages to being, like, big doorstop books because the market changed for, you know, kids and teens that, mm-hmm. yeah, they would read these bigger books. Um, because, yeah, like, definitely, I think that uh, YA was a very, very different uh, landscape then than it is now, where there's, like, yeah, options. It- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it was also, like, teens and preteens and tweens and all those other words were, like, not trusted with plot and emotions and feelings mm. like it was very like straightforward and there was no um oh shoot oh god <laughs> just totally lost the word and it's a really good word <laughs> there was no um like subtlety to the genre I guess mm. that's well, not the word I was thinking of and I mean I don't want to dismiss the YA genre as a whole at the time because there were other authors publishing you know like there's Cassandra Diana, Clare yes. Le- Lover Hater you know uh Holly Black um uh, who's the one who I'm, th- uh, Leva Bray, like, you know, they were all publishing oh, yeah. in the mid two thousands, but, um, yeah, I, de- I definitely think kind of pre pre twilight and to a great extent pre Harry Potter, there was, which, you know, this book specifically, it wasn't from the mid two thousands. It was from the nineties and it, it very mm-hmm. much felt like a nineties book, um, mm-hmm. a, like early 90s which it's not it's late 90s but it felt like almost 80s in some of it it felt very like lost yeah. boys at times right um, yeah <laughs> but yeah uh so I guess we should kind of get into like how we found this book now as adults reading it uh, oh my gosh bad <laughs> um, very bad well here, the I, ending I think, okay so if the ending wise, wasn't the ending I think yeah I well and then a lot it. of yeah, yeah. I think I think this probably is one of the worst books we've read for um, just underlying pedophilia. Yes, and we will get <laughs> into that. But like, but because of the ending, because how it, because it ended the way it did, it made the whole book terrible. But yeah. in terms of like, I think because I said last week when I you know issued this challenge that this was going to be our book, I said you know I think. If we hate it, we will not hate it for the reasons that I hated in high school. And I think that's very true. That actually... That's very true. I quite liked the fact that, you know, this was not of the Twilight era. You know, like, yeah. it was very... Yeah, and it subverted a lot yeah. of... Yeah, well, and it wasn't really... A, I guess it didn't really subvert. Mm, it just wrote it differently than yes, things are written yes. now. So. <laughs> um, but it definitely, like, it was a little bit, uh, like, grittier, I guess, than what kind of mm-hmm. that era was like we said you know like twilight very sex- graphic in some yeah ways. like twilight sexuality mm-hmm. is very you know chaste sexuality and this is very <laughs> like like i would say our our main character's main trait was that she was horny all the time like oh my god yes and unashamedly yeah. so which like go for go go, go you go ahead yeah <laughs> the word i was thinking of earlier was nuanced <laughs> Good, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> All right, so you want to get into the, the meat of this book? Yes, go for it. <laughs> All right, so our main character, her name is Vivian. 
She is a werewolf, and she, her father is the leader of the pack of werewolves, and that's how we open, is that there is a fire at their inn that they own as werewolves, and um, her father runs in to save some people, and he ends up burning to death. Uh, Very sad. So, fun start to kick us off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's a year later. And they've the pack has moved to a, a new home in a different state. Um, Maryland. Maryland. And uh, she feels very disconnected from the rest of the pack. She doesn't want to hang out with uh, her age mates, who are these five boys who sexually harass her all the time. And they're called the five. Yeah. And cool. it's capitalized and it's said over and over again. It just feels so unnatural. <laughs> it's so jarring. So she doesn't want to hang out with them. And she doesn't like hanging out with her mom anymore, which her mom I is... I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Her mom's a mess. Her mom is whack. Her mom is a whole big mess. Esme. Esme, yes. So she wants to make friends, but she lacks the ability to do so because she doesn't want to be friends with any of the werewolves because they are... I mean, like, honestly, justifiably so, because the only ones her age are harassing her all the time. Like, I wouldn't want to be friends with them either. Yes. And they were at fault for her dad dying, Oh, too, yeah, yeah, if yeah. if it hadn't been for them, then he wouldn't have had to... The, yeah. The fire wouldn't have happened, and he wouldn't have died, Yeah, because so. he... So the, the one of their friends... Which, incidentally, why were they called the five if there were six of them? Because one of them died. That's a good question. <laughs> like, oh, my God. they were like, we've called them the five since childhood. So did they not acknowledge the one that was hanging out with them and died at the beginning of the book? <laughs> they rewrote all of history. They're like, like it's always been five. Are you sure? The six? I mean, the five, the five, the five. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so there were six of them, but the one killed a human girl. Got a taste for the human. Got a taste for the meat body. And um, <laughs> that one was killed, and the rest of them were punished. But then people in the town, because fig- it's a small town, they figured out that werewolves and came after the rest of them and set the inn on fire. So that's why mm-hmm. the fire happened. So it's technically their fault. And she was, like, hanging out with them and kind of doing shitty stuff with them, too. Um, but was not specifically involved in the murder of this girl. So good for her, I guess. So she wants to make friends. She can't, she doesn't want to be friends with the werewolves and she doesn't know how to be friends with people. She, th- yeah, she thinks people are um, intimidated afraid of her because she's her. too attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for her. She's very, very yeah. self-confident. Like, She's sexy and she knows yeah. it. <laughs> um, but it, it was a little much at times. And she was like uh, yeah. talking about how beautiful and perfect she was and how I was like, okay, girl, calm it down. Well, it wasn't just her. It was everyone That's true. That's in true. the book. Also, Every male in the entire book checked her out and mm-hmm. commented on her looks. And they were very, very into the fact that she was tan. Like, did you catch that? How often? <laughs> no, I did didn't. <laughs> well, it was like... It was more the narration than, like, the people, but, like, she mentions it. It's mentioned in her initial rundown of all the things that makes her beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. That's what makes you beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Tan legs make you beautiful. No, because she says that, like, she has golden skin <laughs> even when there is no sun. Like, she's perpetually tan. 
But she's wow. not, she's like blonde and tan. So she's not like in any way a person of color. She's just a tan white girl. Yeah. But then later, like whenever she's comparing herself to other girls and stuff, they're like, oh, they're pale flesh and they're maggoty pale flesh. And she looked like a worm. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, we get mm-hmm. it. You can afford to go to the tanning salon. Like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Maybe it's like the color of her fur influence the color of her skin no because her fur is red oh well i don't know then (laughs) i don't know so yeah so she wants to be friends she likes to paint things she painted Mm -hmm. this picture of wolves running through the forest or some bullshit except like in an abstract expressionist way so like no one knows that it's wolves running through the forest because she's so deep and no one gets it but Mm -hmm. They published that in the school magazine, and across from it was a poem about being a wolf running through the forest, which, okay. So. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing about this, though, is when she's like, when, when the book is being narrated in this portion, she's like, I hope that there's not some trashy piece of work displayed next to my perfect art. Yeah. Like, she's real snooty about it. <laughs> and then when she reads the poem, she's like, oh, good, it's worthy. It's great. It's beautiful. So she wants to track down the writer of the poem. So she asks her teacher to point him out. She goes and finds him. It's this guy named Aiden. He is... Um... <laughs> a hippie, I guess. I don't know what Aiden is. <laughs> I don't either. Not a Satanist. We know that. Yeah, yeah, which again, like harkening back to the 80s feel of this. Yeah, like, the satanic, satanic panic, panic stuff. <laughs> Very weird. Um, I don't think that was around in 97. But, but okay. I don't know. It was definitely one I of those things where old. like she was drawing on something from her own like teenage years. And she's like, oh yeah, they probably <laughs> like still do that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to check. It's fine. Um, it was pre-Google. What was she to do? Um, That's true. So not ask a teenager. <laughs> she meets this guy Aiden. They start chatting. Uh, they go out. They start making out. It's lovely. They're mm-hmm. super super into each other, and she really wants that D. She wants to see yes. his wing wang so bad, so bad. <laughs> like they are like constantly PDA, mm-hmm. like just all over the place, like. They went to a concert with their friends, and then they just start making out while their friends are talking to them. And like, I'm just like, mm, all right, what? But she like, she is very horny for him, and he, and that is the one thing I will say. And he's a teenage, boy. he's a teenage boy, but he doesn't push it. He doesn't seem interested in like sex with her. He just wants to make mm-hmm. out. So like that, that was you know nice that he wasn't pushing her boundaries, I guess. But like, she mm-hmm. was clearly up for it. And at some point I wanted to just be like, girl, use your words. Tell him that you want to have yeah. sex. Like, why are you making... She keeps being like... Don't demure. Right. She keeps being like, maybe he doesn't want me. I don't know. And I'm like, just tell him. Like... Yeah. Be like, let me see your wing-wang. Like, what is... <laughs> <laughs> your meat boy wing-wang. I want to see your little meat boy. Yeah, that's the other thing. The werewolves call him a meat boy. So that's... Yes, and but then it also extends to her just like calling him boy. Oh yeah, that was weird. All the time, which was really weird to me. Which, She's like, also, can we get into how much glee uh, Annette Curtis Klaus seems to take in the fact that female dogs are called bitches? Oh my god, everyone's a bitch in this book. <laughs> and like the humans use it as an insult at a, a few occasions. Like, okay, that's an insult, but like 
every single time they're talking about the female werewolves, they're like, oh, the bitches were doing this, the bitches were doing that. The bi-. I'm like, you're not calling... Yeah, you're not calling, even the narration. You're not calling the male werewolves curs. Like, why are, why are we calling yeah. the female werewolves bitches? Like, just call them... Edgy. It, it, yeah, it was very like, okay, we get it. Like, you have a past to say bitches. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, female dogs are called bitches, so it's not misogynistic. Like... <laughs> uh yeah Mm. yeah so she's dating this guy meanwhile pack drama so her dad is dead she is sad about it she needs a father figure this will be you know revisited later in this book and episode um yeah she got daddy she's got this could have been called electro complex with werewolves like yeah. <laughs> that was basically this book. <laughs> so she her dad's dead. The pack needs a new leader. They're not sure if they want to stay here in the city or move back out to the country. They need a leader to decide for them. Um mm-hmm. they decide that they're going to have a big combat a trial thing to decide the new leader, which is like the correct way to pick yeah. a leader for whatever. <laughs> Um, the ordeal the ordeal yes thank you um (laughs) so that's gonna be in a few months at the full moon and every all of the boy werewolves are gonna fight it out except you have to be of age which for boy werewolves Mm -hmm. is 21 and the oh yeah and the girl werewolves after the boy werewolves fight it out to see who will be the pack leader the girl werewolves who want to can fight it out to figure out who's going to be the pack queen so the mate of whoever just won the boys fight. Um, and yes. the cutoff for that age is 16. So already. <laughs> already into, we're getting creepy. Getting into some creepy territory here. Uh, <sighs> so amongst the boys, the, the, the five capital T capital F are not allowed to compete because they are <laughs> under 21. They're real salty. They're about really it. upset about it. Then there is Gabriel, who is a 24 year old werewolf who may or may not be hooking up with uh, Vivian's mother, Esme. Is that her name? And another and, woman who is Esme's age. Uh, no, wait. Astrid Astrid's is, not her. Age. She's one of the uh, Astrid's. Yeah, younger. she's like. No, no, no. She's one of the five's mom. No, that's Renata. Like, I Gre- thought. She's Gregory's mom. Oh, dang. Okay, I thought it was... No, see, this this book also suffers from, here are some names, we're not going to give you any way to connect these to any apps, actual personality. I thought Renata like, was gonna throw Gregory's mom, and she was somehow involved in the stuff at the end, but maybe I misread that. I think she was Willem and Finn's oh, mom. Oh, 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 oh. Because they were oh, twins. Oh, no, she and was... Ulf's... She was Ulf's mom, wasn't she? Because Ulf was hooking up with Astrid at one point, and she was like, how oh, dare the... she hurt my boy? Renata was. So I think Renata was Ulf's mom who was hooking up with Astrid, who uh-huh. was Gregory's mom, I think. Or was, or was Ulf, or no, wait, maybe she was Ulf's mom, because didn't Ulf tell, tattletale at the end, or did Gregory? Oh, you're right, Ulf tattletale too. <laughs> God, this book is God, messed I up. think moral of the story is they're all interchangeable. Everybody's hooking matter. up with each other's moms. Yes, that's the other thing. It's like all of the eligible women are, well, there's three of them. It's Vivian and then two moms. So, <laughs> which, moms you know, I'm not here to like 
age discriminate on like if a mom wants to get with a 24 year old that's fine the problem comes later when the mom wants to get with her son's friends which who are in their teens like in their under 21 for sure yeah Um, because that's like they say age mates but i'm not sure if it's like literally they're all 16 or if it's just kind of like the teenagers you know yeah, I think that was kind of my impression was that they're all just the generation yeah. as opposed to... So, okay, so we've got these three girl werewolves who are eligible to be the new queen. The alpha bitch. The alpha bitch. Um, and then we've got <laughs> Gabe, who's pretty much the only boy werewolf who is eligible to be the alpha. Like, there's a couple other... There's a lot of other names thrown around, but none of them really seem interested. Like, one or yeah, two and of them there's are, some lone wolves. But they're like... Everybody's like, no, it won't. they're dumb and they won't be able to do it. The yeah. only one who's kind of presented that they might be a threat is Astrid, the girl werewolf, who's like, I want to fight with the boys. Which, if mm-hmm. this had been a different book, that she would have won. And this would have been really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's this whole argument of like, like the boys are like, well, we can't have the girls fight because, you know, like people die in these and we're not just going to have, you mm-hmm. know, like needless killing. They're obviously not going to win because the boys are smarter and faster and stronger or no, they're, they're faster mm-hmm. and stronger. And I think Vivian's mom is like, yeah, but some fighters can be smarter or more cunning and that mm-hmm. can, you know, end up being better in the long run. Which sets up to me that in the fight, the thing that will win, in one of the two fights, the thing that will win is yeah. cunning. But that's not what happens. Right. No, it was just pretty <laughs> It's strength. just like whoever's best at like chewing the other's face off. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, because it's like the first to draw blood. Yeah. Well, or, it's, it's like an injury because she gets first blood, but then she keeps fighting. But then eventually they pin her and she like submits and puts her belly up. Oh, yeah. Because she, ins- she ends up insisting that she gets to be in the fight. And she is. But she right. gets knocked out pretty early. But she's not the first one to get knocked out. But blah, blah, blah. Big long fight scene. Gabriel wins. Good for him. Good job. Then. While Vivian's watching all of this, Astrid, who, again, was just in the fight with the guys, randomly jumps on Vivian's mom, Esme. Is it Esme? Yes. Okay. Um, Jumps on Esme, Vivian's mom, and attacks her. And Vivian, who is a little dum-dum, doesn't realize that this is, like, the fight to decide who's going to be the top bitch. So she jumps on... Astrid to like defend her mom yes and she ends up beating Astrid and everyone she plucks her eye out yeah oh yeah she, she like eats, <laughs> she it. eats Ooh, her eyeball gross. it's like okay it's like <laughs> doesn't it say something about like she like grabbed onto something and like kept biting Felt down it until pop. it popped like a grape or something I'm like okay yeah it was very visceral and then yeah. for the rest of the book Astrid wears an eye patch <laughs> 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 which is cool which like okay so they take their clothes off when they shift. Does she take the eye patch off? That's a good question because <laughs> I hope not. Because like everything else, just... you'd just like you'd like leave it in a pile and it would be fine. I feel like uh-huh. that eye patch would get lost though. It would like the wind would pick it up or mm-hmm. something, or a bird would take it to make a nest. Yeah. So I'm. But then like, how would it stay on her wolf face when she? Well, I don't know. Elastic, I guess. I don't know. Like it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, uh, Vivian wins accidentally, 
and everyone's like, oh, she's the, you know, queen of the werewolves now. And she's like, no, I don't want to do this and runs away. Gabriel <laughs> shows up at her house and sexually harasses her some. And again, yes. this is the 24 year old who may or may not have been hooking up with her mom before this comes to her house and sexually harasses her, uh, which would be bad under most circumstances and is really extra bad when like literally everyone she knows is like, well, you're going to have to fuck him eventually. Yes. Like no one feels any sympathy for her. And even her mother, like I know they're kind of estranged now because Vivian didn't care for the way that Esme is grieving her lost husband, but like Uh, going out and getting that D. Yeah. Yeah. But Esme is like, well, suck it up buttercup like you don't have any choice nobody at any point is like you know what you're right you're 16 and although this is our pack law we're gonna Mm -hmm. just accept that you can be in charge and not actively fucking some guy like we can yeah like you don't have to mate like we can put a pin in that for a few years and figure it out when you're an adult like maybe you should get to know each other first because she really doesn't know him that well uh so there's all that going on Mm mm-hmm so she goes over to Adrian's house. Now, at this point, she's met Adrian's family. Um, and her and his dad has checked her out oh. and made many comments about how she's too beautiful for Aiden and that she oh, yeah, should be with an older Adrian. man. <laughs> uh, what? I said I keep saying Adrian. Oh, what is it? Is it's it? Aiden. Yeah, Aiden, You're, Adrian. I you said it right. I keep saying Adrian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also um, interchangeable, I feel like. Yeah, I'm so just going to say Aiden like, a few times so I can sub it in. Aiden, 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 Aiden. All right, cool. Aiden. (laughs) Anyway. Dang, that would have been a good tag, too. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so when she goes to meet Aiden's parents, his dad comments on, like, how she is too beautiful to be with Aiden Mm -hmm. and that how she she looks like a girl who would date older men. Right. And And then, like, gives her the, like look over like and she shuts that like she's like she picks up on what he's doing and is like it is Mm -hmm. gross i do not like it which to me is a signal that this book understands that adults having relationships with 16 year olds is not okay (laughs) and that this might come up later spoiler (laughs) no they don't care no fam if he's hot it's all right if he's hot and has killed a woman uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah mm. right. okay yes. okay we'll get to it we'll get and to if it. he has like a position of authority over you mm. as well that's mm. extra good if he reminds you of your dead dad oh that's the best <laughs> <laughs> so so she's met his family his family um thinks that he's a satanist and as we kind of hinted at earlier have grounded him for being a theoretical satanist <laughs> Which, because he likes to paint the ceiling of his room black which, and like, listens ground him to for music. that that's obnoxious enough like stop painting your room black kid like but so she goes over to his house while he's grounded but his parents are out for the night and she decides that she will reveal her true self to him <laughs> so she like the little dum-dum she is uh, doesn't give him any sort of warning or context. He's naked in bed. <laughs> she says, she says, do you want to see my magic? <laughs> While he's naked in bed, which why was he naked in bed when she came over? 
That's... Well, he said, give me 10, count to 10 and then come in. So, assumably, he got <laughs> naked real fast right. and then ran upstairs. Like, that's weird. You're weird. <laughs> it's He's such very a weird, weird child. It's all very weird. <laughs> but so she goes into his room and is like, do you want to see my magic? And then starts turning into a fucking wolf and didn't think that maybe she should explain that beforehand. <laughs> but, like, she she transitions in phases. And so, like, mid-transition, she can see he's, like, freaking the fuck out about it. So as, like, a part human, part wolf, she's like, hey, baby, it's okay. Hey, it's baby. Me. I just wanted to show it's fu- what you. It's just me. Oh man! Oh my God! So I hate it. Aiden is understandably no longer into this. He throws a mug at her head. (laughs) Which, like, okay, as much as like in uh, our Nicholas Sparks episode, we like I trash people throwing things at their significant other and was like, that's abuse. I do think you get a pass if your significant other turns into a fucking wolf in front of you. Like, yeah, a maybe monster. throw something at them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they should have explained that's on them. Yep. So she, at first, is like, I could, like, she's very upset because she's like, why doesn't he love me? I don't know, because you turned into a fucking animorph in front of him, you crazy person. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she... <laughs> She's like, I should kill him. No. And then like hops out the window, breaking the window like, as she goes. She smashes through it. Like, her leaves through her the clothes, I guess. Fucking Kool-Aid man. <laughs> through the window. She got naked. So <laughs> she like she goes so to talk dumb. to Aiden or something, and Aiden's like, nah, fam, not into it. Uh You scared me. He was he's very scared and he doesn't want to make out with her anymore because he doesn't... Oh, oh, shoot. I forgot. Big big plot point. After she runs yes. away from Aiden's, uh, she goes home. She has human... She wakes up the next morning and she has human blood on her, like, little fingies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My fingers. And she thinks it might be Aiden's, so she calls Aiden's house and he picks up the phone, so he, she's like, cool, it's not Aiden. Um, yes. Dead body. Yeah, because she, like, blacked out from the yeah. rage of so being she, neglected. she doesn't know or what rejected. happened. And she's heard yeah. stories of that happening. So she's like, oh, my God, I lost control. Dead body found at the bar where her mom works. So she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I killed someone. The rest of the werewolves are like, shit, one of us killed somebody. So we got to deal with this. So, like, the pack is all riled up. Yes. Meanwhile, she continues this drama with Aiden. She tries to, like, explain things to him. He's like. She stalks Yeah, him. a little bit. He's like. No, because, like, you might be a murderer. Like, I saw the dead body thing. I'm not into murder. <laughs> He's like, I can't kiss you ever again without thinking because of I blood think in your mouth. Because I think you human flesh, is essentially yeah, what he's... Yeah, which, fair you point. You know, like, I agree, Aiden. You're, Props to Aiden there. You're right. That's a line. Um, so Aiden starts making out with this girl, Kelly, who... Yes, and then, like, in a real shitty twist, because we're, like, kind of, like, hashtag Aiden did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But then he goes and he tells all of his friends these terrible lies about her, about how she's, like, this manipulative, crazy woman. Uh, no, and... okay, okay. I agree that the whole... Again, this is making me defend things I wouldn't normally defend. In general, <laughs> when guys go... If you are confronted with a monster. In general, when guys go and tell all of their friends, hey, my ex-girlfriend is crazy, probably he mm-hmm. was the problem. In general, I think. 
Mm -hmm. But in this case, when he's like, I don't want my friends to get eaten by a werewolf. I need to get them away from her. Hey, she's crazy. Don't hang out with her anymore. Like, I do think he's a little bit justified. I guess I didn't look at it from that frame of reference. Like, <laughs> if you're I Aiden, really, if you're yeah, Aiden, if you're Aiden and, you're and like, you like your, friends. I just don't want my friends to get eaten, which turns out I'll, to be a valid concern. <laughs> I will tell them she's highly emotional and volatile, and I was being emotionally abused for the right. entirety of our relationship. And all of, and she threw a chair out my window, and which there was a broken window. Like that's physical. Yeah, evidence. that's a good way to explain. So that. like his his friends are. I mean, I don't, I don't really blame any of the humans. I think they were doing their best with a very <laughs> humans did nothing. The humans wrong. did nothing wrong. Um, the meat people, the meat, <laughs> the meat bodies. Aiden starts making out with his girl Kelly at this concert, and uh, Vivian. Well, first though, oh, right, right. Vivian hitches a ride with Gabriel. Yes, sorry, I got, concert. I got it swapped as to which happens first. She hitches a ride to this concert with Gabriel, who just happened to be going her way. And he rides his motorcycle through the audience of, of the concert and, like, parks near Aiden and their group of friends. And Aiden sees Vivian with Gabriel. So she very, like, impulsively starts making out with Gabriel. And they're really getting into it, making out, I guess, for, like, I don't know, 10, 30, 40, an hour. I don't know how long. Um, but then he says at the end of it, don't use me like this and then drives his motorcycle Which, away and leaves it number concert. one seems like it would be a great scene in an 80s movie yeah yeah <laughs> number one number two <laughs> what what was aiden's thought process during like while he's watching this like you just watched your ex-girlfriend who you know to be a werewolf drive yeah. into this co- into the middle of a concert with a guy on a motorcycle make out with him and then he doesn't stay for the concert <laughs> like what a weird situation it, it is bizarre i don't know what her like she was obviously there alone right so that's a little bit awkward right. <laughs> like, not to say you can't go to a concert by yourself but like, like do you live your best life but if you're going to make someone else jealous yeah you should show up with like a lot of hot guys or not just, just the one that just leaves some you friends. yeah or just friends you, you know, know whatever if you want to do like the low-key revenge right. but um just i'm living my best life without you sort of thing yeah the best revenge is me just existing right um and being hot and tan while you're making out with that pale kelly um meat sack kelly meat sack. so <laughs> he makes out with kelly she goes to kelly's house breaks into her room after Rafe got her drunk. Oh, yeah. Rafe got her drunk. You're right. Sorry. I keep forgetting, mm-hmm. like, important, important uh, they, cause They effect. don't seem important, but I guess they kind of are. I don't know. Um, Rafe got her drunk at the concert. Rafe, also, we should mention at this point, is having a relationship with Astrid, who is that mm-hmm. adult woman who also may or may not have had a relationship with Gabriel. It's all very, very sexy up in yeah. the werewolf pack. Yeah, um, man. So she goes to Kelly's house. And just, like, again, turns into, like, a half-wolf situation and just, like, goes to town on Kelly's shit and, like, tears up all her all of her things. Um, And then goes back home and goes to bed to sleep it off. Mm -hmm. Wakes up the next day. No blood on her this time. Uh, But but mud. (laughs) And as she 
you know, arises from her bed, out falls a severed hand. <laughs> and she's like, how did that not create any blood? That was my well, question. It, she's like, oh, no blood. I think and then just because hand. she says like it was in the river or whatever. So I think it was like, like they killed this guy in the river because they find uh-huh. him on the riverbanks later. So I think like. In her mind, mm-hmm. she was like, I murdered him in the river and all the blood, like, got washed away. And then kept the trophy. And then she, like, just went hand. back to her house with the little, like, <laughs> in her mouth. Like, <laughs> Look, Mom, I brought a snack. Um, so, yeah. So she's got a hand. She's like, oh, fuck. Killed another guy. Um, <laughs> uh, other guy's body is found. And they're like, oh, my gosh. It's some sort of beast murderer and we got on the news i should say on the news they're like yeah oh the beast murderer we got an anonymous tip that someone thinks it's a werewolf ha 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 lol and of course all the werewolves are like fuck 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 someone knows um (laughs) and she's like fuck aiden told everyone so (laughs) god now i'm trying to remember guess i gotta go kill myself oh yeah So, so, yeah, so she's like, I... Sorry. Not to make light of someone who's like... I just totally forgot that was the next plot point. Um, so she she's like, she want, she figures that Aiden knows that she's a werewolf. Uh, he doesn't know that there are other werewolves, number one. Number two, she mm-hmm. figures that she has a bloodlust situation going on, and she's not going to stop. So she's like, I got to kill myself, because then Aiden won't, like, push on the werewolf thing, because I'll be dead. And Mm -hmm. also, clearly, I'm just going to keep killing people, so I need to stop doing that. So I'm going to kill myself instead. Which, again, as plans go, like, not, like, I, it was a pretty logical, like, conclusion. It was the least messy. Yeah, like, (laughs) considering that, like, in, again, in any other situation, I would be like, hey, maybe tell a trusted adult before you, Mm -hmm. like, decide to off yourself, but... But when your trusted adult is trying to fuck you. Yeah, like one I, of your trusted you know. adults wants to like actively have sex with you. Another trusted adult wants you to actively have sex with that guy. And also the mm-hmm. first trusted adult has said that if he finds out who killed those people, he will kill them. So like you're going to yeah. end up dead no matter what. And like this way you don't have to deal with that guy trying to fuck you. So like. There you, you know. go. <laughs> so she goes off to set herself on fire. <laughs> yes yeah so she goes through like very like methodically i could kill myself this way but no i could kill myself this way but no so the way i'm gonna choose to kill myself is the same way my father died in order to pay tribute to him. which um that didn't make sense and also she's like we've already established that werewolves get silver poisoning so just like mm-hmm. swallow a fucking spoon like what's yeah, yeah. Why? Well, and she's she's like, oh, burning alive. It won't hurt for that. Yeah, long. I'm like, yes, it will. Yeah, it fucking That's will. Like the worst <laughs> possible way you could do this. At least Especially because she has first. like advanced healing powers or something. Like you're gonna roast for a while. So she goes off, covers herself in gasoline, and can't like get the the lighter to work or something. <sighs> yeah, can't light the match. So as she's sitting in the woods, covered in gasoline, one of the five, William, Willem. Willem. Willem runs up to her and is like, no, 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 no. Don't murder yourself. Oh, she leaves a note for her mom also. That's like, yeah. hey, by the way, I, I did, did it. it. And now I'm going to go kill myself. So don't worry about it. Love you. Bye. Um, so Willem comes up and is like, don't kill yourself. You didn't do it. Someone else did. And then Gabriel shows up following Willem and is like, 
hey, baby, you need a bath. And I'm like, this is the literally. least sexy thing. Literally. <laughs> what is that this? What he says. <laughs> I wish I was making that up. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's because he's, like, made a lot of references to how he's going to court her and how he's going to woo her and win her over. and just Which like... most of his courting is just being like, we should have sex now. And I'm like, that's... Yeah. Buy her a fucking, like, box of Godiva or something, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what do teenage She's girls 16. in the 90s like, like? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I feel like if you're going to court someone who is um, significantly younger than you and possibly, like, not of a legal age to have sex with, you shouldn't call them baby because yeah, that makes that, it a little weirder. Yeah. <laughs> also, can we talk about the scene? So when right after the Kelly thing happened where she trashed Kelly's room, the police mm-hmm. show up at her house and are, like, questioning oh, right. her about the Kelly thing. Oh, my God, and yes. Gabriel oh. shows up and is like, oh, she." they're like, where were you last night? And Gabriel's like, oh, she was with me. We were fucking all night. And, like, the mm-hmm. police the, don't stop to be like, but you seem to be an adult man and this seems to be a child. <laughs> yes, they t- they accept it. They're just, They're just like, like, okay, mm, good yeah. alibi. All right, I'll write this down then. Like, like, no, you need to call CPS and figure out what's going on. Someone needs to be notified. This is a 16-year-old. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He is 24. Uh, uh, only one crime at a time, man. <laughs> that's, that's in the <laughs> underage sex crimes division, and we are exclusively minor breaking and entering with trash teenage rooms uh, <laughs> division, so y'all can just continue fucking. It's fine. That's fine. So Gabriel shows up, says the gross thing about how she needs a bath because, of course, she's covered in gasoline. Um, mm-hmm. They explain that... Ulf, another one of the the five, who is Astrid's son, mm-hmm. I think, we think. We think. <laughs> we don't know. Heard oh. Astrid and Rafe come home, um, and they had a body with them, and then they wrapped the body up in a carpet, and he realized that it was, that they were the ones doing the murders. So he went and told Willem, mm-hmm. and Willem went and told Gabriel, and Gabriel... Oh, and the, no, Willem went to go tell Vivian and found the note mm-hmm. and then told Gabriel. And so they all chased after her. So that's how that happened. Yeah. So, but I wasn't clear and I don't know if the book said this explicitly and I just missed it, but was the dead body supposed to be Aiden's BFF? Yes, it did say this explicitly because okay. I just realized I did not explain to our listeners earlier, Aiden's BFF, Quince, all the names in this book are stupid. Quince. Um, yeah came to Quince they they introduce him as Quince and then like at this very end of the book they're like Peter Quincy yeah it's like oh okay that's like he's been Quince the whole time (laughs) who's Peter Quincy um so Quince came to Vivian's house to give her a note that was like from Aiden that was like meet me in the forest where I can murder you at 2.30 at night. Um, it didn't say... Put you out of your misery. ...where I can murder you, but, like, it's pretty clear that's what's going on, because... Anyway, so Quincy, Quince, Peter, got 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 by Rafe and uh, the pedof- pedophile wolf. Um, yeah, assumably in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so Murder at high noon, I guess. So they... Gabriel tells uh, Vivian that she needs to go meet Aiden to make sure he's safe because... Because they think, yeah. Because, like, Rafe and Astrid are going to go after him next or whatever. 
um, mm-hmm. because obviously she gave the note back to Quint, so he had the note with him, so like they know that he's going to be in the woods at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what if he wants to kill me? And Gabriel's like, basically like, that seems like it's your problem. Like, go yeah, deal with it. Yeah, like, mm, um, you shouldn't have told him. So she goes off to meet Aiden. Aiden is like, I'm here to put you out of your misery. I made silver bullets. I'm going to kill you. She's like, which... It's like a huge assumption that she was miserable because I think she really likes being alone. Yeah, but I think he also thinks she's murdering people. Yeah, he does. Because she's the only werewolf he knows about. So she, he's like, he thinks he's like Fair being assumption. like a vigilante. That's his yes. version of it. He thinks he's Batman. Yeah. Um, so Batman doesn't kill. Never mind. He's he not like Batman. He thinks he's, what's the name of that one guy? Constantine. There you yeah. go. Um, so he shows up she shows up he's like i'm gonna kill you she's like i didn't kill anybody also you need to leave right now and then astrid or astrid i think comes out and is like what makes you think there aren't other wolves but bam we're here and (laughs) her and Ray. so then there's a little scuffle 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 uh aiden ends up killing rafe and Vivian ends up subduing Astrid. Yes. Which, and can we talk about here their motive? Because Rafe is like, oh, well, it was just a prank, man. It was just a prank. We were just gaslighting you as a prank. <laughs> right. Like, they um, planted all this stuff to make her think she was killing people and going crazy. And yes. Rafe, who is, and of the five boys, probably the most fleshed out her. and seems the closest to her. Yeah. But he's like, wasn't this a funny joke? It's because you've been hanging out with the meat boy and it made me yeah. jealous. And I'm like, that's great. And then Astrid's like, it wasn't a joke. I hate her. <laughs> Legitimately hate her. Because she took I meant all of it. from me. And then <laughs> Rafe is like, wait. And Rafe's, why do you care? You love me. And we are all like, she doesn't love you. You are a child. <laughs> you stupid, stupid boy. But then he dies. Then so he it dies. doesn't matter. Um, so then Gabriel shows up with the rest of the pack and is like, Kills Astrid because the law is the law. And makes sense. Yeah, valid. And then Aiden tries to shoot Gabriel, but Vivian jumps in front of him and gets shot with or a something. silver bullet. And then is like, uh, but not very, but well. not, yeah, not super shot, just like a little shot. Um, and she's like half transformed. <laughs> and <laughs> she's stuck. So she gets stuck like that. And Aiden is like, oh my God, oh my God, I didn't mean to shoot you. And um, Gabriel's like, you literally just shot the only person here who cares about you. You should probably go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, will you tell me if she's okay? And Gabriel's like, I'll he's tell like, you. I'll she- find you. <laughs> Gabriel's like, I'll tell you if she dies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if it wasn't for the fact that he's a 24 year old trying to have sex with a 16 year old, I would really like Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, me too. If he was age appropriate. <laughs> only. So he, Aiden runs off. And she's like, well, I ruined Aiden's life because now he's going to always think there are werewolves trying to kill him. For the Which, rest we don't his- spend long enough ruminating on that. <laughs> she's just like, well, sorry, I fucked it up for you, Aiden, but bye, we're moving to Vermont. <laughs> so they all move to Vermont where they can keep her in an attic and um, she can be a little half wolf, half girl thing. Mrs. Rochester. And then, um, yes. And then Gabriel comes to visit and is like, hey, let me tell you this story about this time that I killed this girl that I was in love with because... A meat girl. A meat girl, because I was in love and we were fucking. 
and I kept trying to change while we were fucking. Because something was missing and that from thing our fuck that was session. Was me being a wolf while I had sex with her. <laughs> Which, like, Gabriel, no. So he's like, he's oh, like, no. so he kept, like, changing little bits and pieces as they were, like, having sex until he, like, went too far and she noticed. <laughs> Which, like, she must have been a real bright one if she, oh, my she God. didn't notice until his full face was, like, a wolf face. Because <laughs> she's like freaking out and he tries to explain, but he can't because, again, wolf face. It's a wolf face. <laughs> so he's like, rah, 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 and she's like, oh my god, I'm having sex with a wolf. Bork, bork, bork. So she's understandably upset. He smacks her because, as one does, when a woman is upset. Yeah, because that's cool. That's the thing you want to tell the woman you're trying to potentially have a relationship <laughs> with. I hit women. <laughs> but what he says is, if she, she was one of our kind, she would have been fine. I'm like, no, no. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no, no, Gabriel. That's not the issue. <laughs> the issue isn't, well, it was her fault because she couldn't take a beating. <laughs> Come on, man. I was rooting for you. We liked you so much until then. So Gabriel admits, you know, this dark, tragic past of his, which... I'm going to get into the ways this book could have been fixed in a second, but <laughs> he gets into his dark tragic past and she's like, Oh, you understand me. We can, it really turns, it turns her, on. her on. And also the fact that like a couple times he said stuff like, I will protect you and you are mine to care mm-hmm. for, which again are things that like her father would say. She's like real <laughs> into it. <laughs> Like, literally, she does not consider Gabriel sexually at all until he starts saying things that are, like, fatherly. And it's like, girl, you need to take a step back and examine what's going on here. Get that shit under control. (laughs) You are literally horny for the man who was having sex with your mother, probably, and is saying fatherly things to you. And your father recently died. Like, there were some, and he's filling your father's job. Yes, in the pack. Like there were some wires <laughs> crossed in your brain that made your, your your little like grief center and your little horny center like get a little bit mixed up, and you need to see a therapist, <laughs> deal with that, and process it, and then maybe date Willem. Like he seems age appropriate. Yeah, he seems sweet. So the two go running off into the forest. Oh, he's like. The only reason you can't change back is because you just don't want to. And she's like, oh, you're right. That was it. And changes back. And But don't they, like, they do something in the bedroom, like, where she, she, they have some sort of physical um, moment where, I don't know if they're just making out or if they have full-on have sex because I didn't want to read closely. <laughs> it was too gross to me. Um and she, like, howls really loudly oh, in the bedroom. I must not have been paying that much attention to that bit, but let me see. Uh, let's, let's explore. this book. Yeah, yeah. Her body, her back arched, her body showered. The, her back arched, her body shattered. She howled. So there was some howling. But here's the thing. You could include that line in a non-werewolf book, and that would be, like, oh, just, you know, like, sex noises. But, like, the fact that it's in a werewolf book. <laughs> um, but then after they have sex, she's, like, back to normal. I think. Uh, is the deal. Yeah, she can, she can switch back yeah. and forth really easy after sex. And then 
he's like, she's like, why were you so into me? And he's like, oh, because you care about people and uh, you were upset about like your mom getting attacked by another woman and like your family being in ruins and like, I'm like, those are basic. And you walk like, I'm like, okay, walk like a queen's a little more specific, but like caring about your family and like not wanting your mom to die. Those are like pretty normal things. Like I feel like a lot of people hit those qualifications. That's true. It, you don't need a 16 maybe year old. Maybe he likes, maybe he's pansexual. He just likes a lot of people. Well, well that's cool. But like then date one of them and yeah. not the 16 year old one. And yes. Yeah. That you should, you should not have focused on her. You should focus on any of the other people that checked those boxes. So, okay. Here's the thing. Oh shoot. I'm trying not to say here's the thing anymore. Um, so (laughs) I've read in a lot of like paranormal romance, supernatural, whatever, um, Uh there tend to be big age discrepancies because of the whole immortality stuff. Vampires are immortal. And honestly, it does not squick me out that much when it is like a vampire or a fairy or something like that, because I can be like in my head. It's different in their culture. They might be a hundred years in fairy years, but that's basically like a teenager to a fairy. Like I'm like, yeah, they just age, they age differently. differently. It's fine. Or like vampires, I'm like, eh, I guess they're stuck as a teenager. I don't know. Like it's still kind of yeah, squicky they're forever when it's like a really like 16 year old in the relationship. But if it's like, you know, mm-hmm. a vampire and a 20 something, I'm like, yeah, there's a big age gap, but you know what? Like what else are you going to do? You're a vampire. But yeah, these Two characters are both aging at normal human rates. Like, there's not any weird yeah, chronology stuff with the werewolves themselves. So I think that was why, that in particular was why I found this specific example so squicky. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, you are 24 and she is 16. <laughs> yeah, we... um. <sighs> Like, how hard would it have been to just... Well, then I guess it wouldn't have been a YA book, but, like, you could have just aged or her aged up. Or aged him like, down. 18 at least. She, she's yeah, 17, he's 19. Down. Fine. Yeah, there not you go. Not creepy. Here's, here's how you fix it. She's 17, he's 19. Her mom is not actively trying to fuck him, but it's just like, hey, if it happens, it happens. Oh, yeah. Like, if I, you mm-hmm. know, win the contest, I guess I'll have to do it. Um, yeah. He has a conversation with her where he's like, hey... I get that you were kind of forced into this and you don't want to be in this role. You can go live your life. No hard feelings. And then proceed from there. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Or I won't, you know, you do you live your best life. Or some other strong alpha bitch might come along. Who's to say? But the fact that there was literally half of her age between them, she is a child she acted like a child through the whole book. It wasn't like she was super mature yes. for her age. She was a child. No. And that her entire family was like, yeah, you should have sex with this guy. It was gross. It was really gross. Yeah, everyone forcing. Yeah, I think that's the part that made it like really like the most gross is that there was no one on yeah. her side that was like, yes, you are being normal. Like there was there was no. Yeah, and like her her like kind of her attempt to be normal, which was being with Aiden ended in spectacular failure you know mm-hmm. like and that that's the thing i'm like i don't really get what this book is trying to say <laughs> like what is yeah. what is the message here like i don't get because you know like uh, all the paranormal shit is like 
coded for sexuality and hormones and you know being a teenager and whatever anyway Mm -hmm. uh so like you already have 18 layers of metaphor going on here just by writing a fucking werewolf book um right but then it's like okay is the message you should stick with your own kind because going yeah like with (laughs) like like. going outside (laughs) of it will end terribly like that's a gross message it's super gross Um, I like I think what she was going for was be true to yourself but I don't see why being true to yourself like it's so tied to her hooking up with Gabriel like that's how she yeah like literally that's how she comes back from being stuck between the two phases is she has sex with Gabriel like yeah a man who she assumably has nothing in common with other than the fact they're both right and that they both tried to have sex with humans earlier and it didn't work out well for them Right. Like, if your only commonality is a tragic backstory, like, you guys need to go see a movie or something and figure out if yeah. you like the same stuff. Talk it over over a cup of right. coffee or something. Uh-huh. <sighs> so that was this book. <laughs> oh, my God. It, and then we, I know this is kind of, like, off topic a little bit, but there was also, like, because she was a wolf, she had, like, wolfish tendencies mm-hmm. Um, as a human and so there's just a lot of her like licking people and like I I was just because I was just going through my notes but there's a scene where after Aiden knows she's a werewolf she when she stalks him to talk to him she like grabs him from behind and he thinks she's gonna kill him Uh, but then she licks the back of his neck to show him that she means no harm like no that's worse that's worse (laughs) that's not (laughs) he thinks you're tasting him (laughs) which I like I kind of like that because I like I do feel she did a good job I guess we're kind of getting into silver linings I do feel she did a Mm -hmm. good job of having like it seemed like I got that this was a society of people that was you know they they had their own way of acting you know like she yes she yeah it wasn't like world building exactly because it wasn't a very big world that she was working with but like she did a good job of kind of making these werewolves feel real i guess yeah authentic so i and again i i would say this is another one of those books where i liked probably 80 percent of this book i thought it was Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't amazing but you know for i think if you know, the ending had been completely different to what it was. And also if it was maybe a hundred pages more, so she could have fleshed some stuff out and explained some stuff more, Uh it would have been really good, but you know, it wasn't, um, because the ending was (laughs) worse. Yeah. That 20% that we didn't like was real, really overrode the rest rest of it for us. Yeah. Yeah. No coming back from that. You can't come back from pedophilia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what is the age of consent in uh where were they maryland Maryland. let's look it up and let's see if i get added to any list for looking up age of consent in maryland persons aged between 14 and 16 may consent to sex as long as the other partner is not more than four years okay so illegal so illegal yeah (laughs) yeah So, what was, did you have... Gosh, now that's in my search history. Did you have a silver lining, I guess, for this book? Yeah, I like that she didn't end up with a human. Yeah. <laughs> I know we were just talking about how like with like is not a good well, message. Well, she could have ended up with no But, one. you know, there's so many of these where, like, the paranormal and the human 
get together and their love conquers all. But you know that's bullshit. But like, also, I will say <laughs> there aren't a ton, and this kind of goes to the age gap thing too. There aren't mm-hmm. a ton where the paranormal person is the girl. Yeah, that's also because it's true. usually the boy, and they're usually you know, look like they're 17, but are secretly X million years old. Um, <laughs> old as the earth right. itself. Like, so like, I, I liked that she didn't end up with a human in terms of, oh good, it wasn't the typical, I, like I would have liked it more if it was just she didn't end up with anyone. I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. If it was, yeah. you know. Um, she said, fuck and this left. shit. And yeah, like literally, if she yeah. was just like, I don't feel like I belong in the pack because I don't belong in the pack. They're gross and patriarchal. Mm -hmm. And we kind of acted like we were going to deal with that, but we never did. They're like, Oh, but the woman has so much power because she, you know, is in charge of her mate. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we get it. Fifties regressive bullshit. Like that's not true though. We have the, yeah, we should be past the point even in 97 where we're sitting around going, well, the woman's sphere is in the house, and the man's sphere is in the public life, and the woman controls the house, and the man controls public life, and that way they both have equal power. Because, like, I get it that that was a thing in Victorian times, but it was also a lie then. So, yeah, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer had come mm-hmm. out in 1996, the year mm-hmm. before this. So, you know, the groundwork yeah. was there. So, you know, <laughs> this is, we were living in a post Buffy world. Uh, <laughs> was this get with out it, Annette Curtis Klein? Curtis Klaus. Um, probably. Charmed. TV show. Original, not remake. Um, 1998. So no, Charmed. Oh. So this paved the way for Charmed. It was this Buffy, paved, Blood sense. and Chocolate, and then Charmed. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Um, so which of the characters did you most identify with? Oh. Um... I was going to say Aiden, but then, mm. like, because, you know, the whole, if you saw a monster in your bedroom, yeah, you would want to get the fuck away from yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't really like Aiden, but I feel like that's, like, a real yeah. response to this situation. <laughs> I, and I think especially, like, 16-year-old me would be most like Aiden in this. Yes. I think, you know? Yes. Um, or, uh, Aiden's friend, not the boy who dies, but the girl. Bingo. has a stupid name. Bingo. That's it. Bingo. (laughs) That's her name. Um, She's never given any other name in the book. Just bingo. We don't know why she's called that. Yep. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, she's very, she doesn't matter in terms of plot, but she seems to have reasonable reactions to things. Like, she tries to be friends with Vivian when she's dating Yeah, that's true. She was really nice. And then when Aiden's like, hey, she's emotionally emotionally abusive, she's like, oh, well, fuck that girl then. Yeah. Which, again, if a friend came to me and was like, hey, my girlfriend threw a chair through my window and there's physical evidence of that, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, yeah, she seems like maybe not the best. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the humans in general. Yeah. I don't relate to the werewolves. Their problems are not my problems. Yes. I have never had to participate in an ordeal. <laughs> um, I've never been. As horny for Meat Boys as Vivian is. <laughs> oh, she just uh, wants the D so bad. So bad. That inferior little human D. <laughs> to be fair, we don't get into, like, the graphics of, like, you know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of another 
point about like why her relationship wouldn't work out with Aiden because she was seeing it more of like an animalistic like I will dominate him and like you know be the alpha over him and that's why I'm so mad about his rejection is because it's like mm. unnatural and against the pack order and so yeah yeah inferior little human D yeah so. <laughs> oh man uh, so what would you have rather read this week, if anything? I think well, super obvious, um, Bitten by Kelly Armstrong. Oh my god, I was thinking of using that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't. I took the obvious one. It was on my list, it was on my list. Yeah, so if you want a very good paranormal romance about a female werewolf who doesn't feel like she fits in or even likes her pack, um, you should read Bitten by Kelly Armstrong. Yeah, I love that entire series. Yes, Women uh, of the Other World, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Other yes, World. Yes, Um It is very fun and very entertaining. And yes. although not all the relationships are without their problems, they are at least not 16-year-olds dating 24-year-olds. Yes, yes. And, and the writing is better. Yeah. And also, it has, like, a paranormal of all flavors. So, like, you get your witches and your wizards mm, and your werewolves. Yeah, as, werewolves the, as the series and, goes on. Yeah. Demons, half-demons, and yeah, all sorts of stuff. So Necromancers, I think, are in there at one mm. point. I need to times. finish that series. I've never finished it. Mm. Well, because, like, each book is kind of a different character. So there's not, like, mm. there are some that follow the characters specifically from Bitten, and then it, like, branches out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was why I didn't finish, because I just really yeah. like Elena and Clay, and I didn't want to read mm-hmm. anyone else, and so I was, like, Clay. salty about Love it. Clay. Clay. <laughs> <laughs> that TV show, though. It's, I think I only watched the first episode. It was too cheesy. It was so cheesy. If it's still and on Netflix, I might go back and watch it. I think I watched through the second season, and I was just horrified by what they did with, like, how, how much they ignored the stuff that's in the second book. Because the second book is intense. Mm-hmm. She gets kidnapped. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's, like, on the back of the book. Yeah. She, okay. she gets kidnapped and meets Susanna. She doesn't die in the first book. No. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. She, she goes on to fight another day. Yeah. Yeah, Susanna and Paige. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hmm. 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 What? Uh, uh, oh, right. <laughs> what character did you feel you related to most, Em? We're on Rather Be Reading. <laughs> I already said I agreed with you on the Aiden and the Bingo thing. We did this. <laughs> All right. What book would you rather be reading, Em? <laughs> okay. Em, what book would you rather be reading? I just want you... I'm leaving this in so you all know how traumatic it is to get through these segments with Anna. <laughs> and why I'm always the one who has to be like, okay, segment. Okay, but listen, segment. Whatever. Look, the segues aren't great, but they're what you're going to get. <laughs> We've already talked about me. Who else is there to talk about? <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. I was this week as I was reading this book uh-huh. and thinking about how gross it was that this 24 year old was dating this 16 year old. I was thinking about kind of um, other books with big, like, uh, gaps in the ages of the relationship. Mm-hmm. 
and trying to be because I like I said I was like you know I don't have a problem with this like um like a May in, December relationship well like I don't have a problem like uh in Holly Black's tithe where it's like a super old fairy and mm. a teenager um I'm like no I'm into that so like what is it about this specifically but in thinking of that um so I was basically like thinking of books where I'm okay with gross relationships mm-hmm. um and the one I came up with was actually I mentioned earlier Tamora Pierce that oh. a lot of her uh relationships especially in her early books have huge age gaps in oh. them and they meet when the girl is like 13 Alana um, is that her name? Alana and George mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and Dane Ooh. Dane and Numer like he's actually her teacher and he's Ooh. like in his 20s and she's 14 but Ooh. like I also still really like that book series. I need to go back and reread those because I don't like I I read them obviously when I was much younger and I that mm-hmm. totally just like whoosh, didn't yeah notice. yeah because I went through I went back and reread them and I was like oh my gosh they're like <laughs> this is wrong so, this is so not okay Grooming. but like at the same <laughs> yeah but at the same time I was like I and I think it's because it's like medieval you know. That, yeah, like, uh, like I think it gets a pass more easily, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. the whole thing about women getting married at thirteen is not child really actually brides. historically accurate. Um, it wasn't really that widespread, like we act like it was. Uh, but at the same time, I still really do love those books, even though the relationships in yeah. them are pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as we acknowledge are problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, actually, so because those are all fucked up, I'm going to go with my pick for Tamora Pierce, the Trickster's Choice series, where mm-hmm. it is fucked up in the opposite direction because the girl involved is a fully adult, like teenage adult-ish uh, person, and the boy is a man who used to be a crow and is so only a few weeks old. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's very questionable. But again, again, he's like teenaged in crow years, so it's fine. <laughs> but like you mean in point, crow days, like this yeah, not but, been a year. At one point, she says something about like how old he is, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm only a few weeks old." And she's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna get into this. Like, <laughs> Why did I I'm even write this part that of the info. book?" <laughs> oh man. Oh dear. So yeah, that's that was my my journey to pick a different book uh and to acknowledge that i am a hypocrite because as much as this book grossed me out i do i have read other books where there are huge uncomfortable age gaps and i still like the books yeah well some just like they're like you said it's like the 80 20 like the 80 percent wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. to cover up for the 20 percent but like tamora pierce's book Maybe the eighty percent, and I think also the setting and like there are circum like yeah. again there are circumstances more magical circumstances magical like fairy tale world mm-hmm. that's set in a not like this is very much set in the nineties America like yeah. we should know better yeah well and there's we also very questionable consent and mm. power struggles yeah. and yeah. All right, so that pretty much wraps us up for this fortnight, I think. So next fortnight, it will be another challenge episode, which will be issued by Anna. And, um, oh, you know what? I meant to mention earlier we did this because it was, like, Halloween and spooky, and it ended up being spooky in a different way. But I'll just... (laughs) It was another kind of nightmare. (laughs) But so next 
episode is going to be right around our podiversary. So Yay. we will have been coming to you guys every single fortnight for an entire year. Isn't that so exciting? So in honor of that, Anna, I believe you have picked something especially atrocious or... I hope it'll be especially atrocious. I okay. picked it. I have like for the longest time been looking for a book because um, M, you have a lot of knowledge and background in like folklore and mythology and interest in that. So I've been looking for like a very unfaithful adaptation, um, okay. but I couldn't find one that was readable enough to me and also bad enough for you so I just like scrapped that and went with for a different kind of adaptation um so I'm very excited about this the book is called Juliet Immortal by Stacey J let me just go I'm just gonna die have that book no (laughs) I might have picked that book up from half price I'm not sure well let I haven't read it but go ahead okay let me let me just dive into this description then because Juliet Capulet didn't take her own life. She was murdered by the person she trusted most, her new husband, Romeo Montague, who made the sacrifice to ensure his own immortality. (laughs) But Romeo didn't anticipate that Juliet would be granted eternal life as well and would become an agent for the ambassadors of light. For 700 years, Juliet has struggled to preserve romantic love in the lives of the innocent, while Romeo has fought for the dark side, seeking to destroy (laughs) the human heart. Until now. Now Juliet has found her own forbidden love, and Romeo, oh, Romeo, will do everything in his power to destroy (laughs) their happiness. Secrets unfold, and surprises abound in Stacey J's powerfully dark romance, which reunites literature's most tragic couple. All right, well, (laughs) I haven't read this book, but I know I've heard of it before. Like, if I don't own it somewhere in this apartment, I've definitely picked it up at some point. Um, And I did not read it because it does sound terrible. Yes, (laughs) it sounds like so already like the worst Shakespeare play, Mm, mm. arguably. Mm. I mean... Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into it. And then and then to, an adaptation of it that I'm sure will... Has absolutely nothing to do with the yeah. actual play, it seems yep. like. Yep. Great. <laughs> really cool. So there you go. So I, I couldn't find an adaptation quite like I wanted, but I think this one will do the job. All right. Sounds <laughs> fun. So swing on by next fortnight to check that out hear us talk about that oh my god what if we um, both really like it <laughs> i mean it's possible it's always possible that would be a good Hate twist Re- for our year i know episode. yeah that'd be great if we actually ended up enjoying a book for once both of us <laughs> we've we've come close yes we've, like looking back on this last year a year in review <laughs> yeah like we both didn't hate a dog's purpose as much as we thought we would uh-huh the ruins um, the ruins we liked. Yes. We liked the ruins. It was gross, but we liked it. So yes. I guess we have read one that we liked. Um, but yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, Snow James so... Patterson. If you have ever had a paranormal reveal himself, him or herself to you, how did you react? Please tweet at us and tell us about your experience. <laughs> you can tweet at us. Uh Hate Reca- at hate recast on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us hate recast hate 
readcast at gmail.com. Um, also, shout out to Pups and Pop Culture podcast, who uh, last responded to our last episode to let us know yeah. that the Nicholas Sparks book that involved organ transplants <laughs> that we couldn't remember. Uh, and now I can still It had such it. a good name, too. It was, was it like. Best of Me? Yeah, I think. Or I best, think it was of best of Me. me. Yeah, best, the of, best me. of me. Yeah, the Ooh. Nicholas Sparks book that involves organ transplants is called The Best of Me. Um, so thank you to Puffs and Pop Culture for <laughs> helping Preach. us out on that one. <laughs> As always, thanks to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. Uh, you can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes. And um, if you are liking our podcast a whole, whole bunch, but you haven't subscribed to us, you should do that on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. And if it is iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Yay! Yeah. And thank you to those of you who have already written reviews. We love it so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. It is the only joy in our sad, sad lives. As we <laughs> One of the keep... only good things we get to read. <laughs> only good thing we get to read <laughs> as we trudge through these monstrosities. In the words of Annette Curtis Klaus, stayed out all night with my cousin smoking dope. She was damned if she'd pretend to be grounded for some tame reason. (laughs) She's just so hardcore, I can't stand it. Oh, also, I was going to propose. I um, do. That. <laughs> oh, you're leaving Michael for me. <laughs> Twist. Um, no, I was. <laughs> I was going to propose that we change the intro from "Hey everyone" to "Hey literary." Yes, slumbers. that's. Like, I've been like thinking that in the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or like, hello, fellow literary slummers, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm going to leave this part in as the tag <laughs> to explain that we're changing it. <laughs> And if you want to know why, go listen to the uh, uh, Steinbeck episode. Welcome it. to the end of the episode. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Hopefully we don't say anything funny in this episode that I'd want to yes. use as a tag. <laughs> this would be a very right. serious conversation. <laughs>